Good morning, everyone. Happy Wednesday to you. I'm Adam Wright. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network on this Wednesday, February 9th. It's so good to be with you today. Let's begin our morning in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is good to be with you on this Wednesday morning. Now, I'm going to say from the get-go, this is a very exciting day for me for two reasons. One, our uh, our guest today is one of my favorite guests, Father Rick Heilman. Uh, you might know him from Roman Catholic Man or the U.S. Grace Force, but uh, he's a favorite of mine. I always love the opportunity to to speak with Father Rick, and I'm looking forward to it today. Uh, number two, and and more importantly for me, but uh, I'm not sure where it's going to fall on the spectrum for you. I have a feeling, but for me, it's my wife's birthday today, and it's a very happy day in our house, a very a blessed day. And uh, my wife, being the very generous person that she is, she likes to share her birthday. So it's also the birthday of two of our nephews, one on my side of the family, one on my wife's side of the family. And so uh, you know that that old Beatles song that starts out, I think it was Paul McCartney singing, they say it's your birthday, it's my birthday too. Uh, my wife actually really loved that song this morning. She loves it every year on her birthday because, you know, she shares it with a couple of family members. And we celebrate together, but it's a great day. And, you know, it reminded me yesterday, and I, and I was very lucky yesterday that the kids were on point. Uh, Beth worked yesterday, so again, you know, she left before most of them woke up and she didn't get home until most of them were already in bed. Uh, but I told him in the morning, I said, all right, here's the deal. When I pick you up from school today, we've got a mission, we've got an agenda, and we need to stay focused and and we can't think about what we want to do we have to keep this on task so that we can do nice things for mommy right and so what did that mean that after I picked them up from school we went to the gift boutique that's near our house and they each got to pick out what they thought mommy would like and actually they all uh, remarkably you know God blessed me abundantly with my children yesterday they all kind of settled on the same two things and so they just decided to give a group gift to mommy, right? Uh, and then we had to go home and eat dinner and clean up after ourselves so that the table would be clear of things so that they could make cards and we could wrap mommy's present and, and most importantly, bake her cake. And uh, mommy likes an angel food cake. Daddy's not the greatest at baking angel food cakes. I'm a decent baker. Angel food cakes, for whatever reason, I just, I mean, it's so simple, right? You, you add water to mix, and then you bake it. Um, anyway, the reason I say all of this, there was a moment yesterday, we're in the gift store, and you know how, how these places are. They have gifts for adults. They have gifts for kids. They have little toys. And you take five kids into a place that has gifts for kids, including little toys, it's really easy to get distracted, to remove our focus from where it needs to be. Right? And yet, yesterday, all five of them at one point said to the other, along these lines, I know you want to look at that, but we are not here to look for us. We're here to look for mommy. Oh, yeah. Even the four-year-old said that to her siblings at one point. And I thought, I don't know what we did to be so lucky today, but 
Here it is. Now, friends, I tell you that story, um, you know, not to talk about how great my kids are, even though they are very great. I love them to death. Uh, but to, to say, how often is that you and I that, you know, especially with Lent coming up, that we want to maintain laser-like focus on the task at hand. We don't want to get distracted by the shiny objects or the toys or the, you know, the, the, the passing joys of this life or uh, fading pleasures, whatever they may be that, oh, you know, I know I, know I need to go to mass, but um, I want to sleep in a little longer and then maybe go out to breakfast and then hopefully I'll get to mass later today. No, we get up, we get to mass on Sunday morning, you know, make that the priority. Then if you get to brunch afterwards, great, great, but don't let brunch become more important than mass, right? Or, I, yeah, I know I need to pray my rosary today, but I want to watch one more episode of this. I want to watch one more one more hour of this movie or one more half hour, just a half hour. And then before you know it, the evening's gone and we didn't pray our rosary, right? All of these things, we have to have that focus. So that's actually, uh, that's what Father Rick and I are going to be talking about today. How do we keep that focus, especially, you know, I, I don't want to scare anyone, but we are one, two, three weeks, three weeks away from Ash Wednesday. Today's the ninth. In three weeks, it will be March 2nd. It will be Ash Wednesday. So we need to start getting ready now. We need to start getting ready now. Have you started thinking about what you're going to do this Lent? Maybe during the show today, give that some thought. Also, I want to mention, uh, you know, last fall I did my Marian consecration, the St. Louis de Montfort Marian consecration. It was a wonderful opportunity for me. And uh, I encourage everyone, if, if you want to take your, your faith to a whole nother level and you haven't done the de Montfort Marian consecration, do it. Do it. Do it. I cannot say that enough. It, uh, it's intense, and it requires focus. But if you're going to start, you need to read uh, True Devotion to Mary before you do the Marian Consecration, and you also need to get the supplies. So if you're a quick reader, you've got some time. If you're not a quick reader, it's going to be a little bit of work. But the, uh, the one of the next great days coming up for Marian Consecration would be March 25th, the Feast of the Annunciation. You know, it's a solemnity, I believe. And uh, But it's a great Marian feast day. The Annunciation, the angel Gabriel, appears to the Blessed Mother and tells her that she's going to give birth to Jesus, right? And uh, counting backwards, it's a 33-day prep that you have to do. Uh, February 20th is the start day, so that's just a week and a half away, which means you probably need to get the book now, True Devotion to Mary, with the, pre- the preparation, 33-day preparation for Marian consecration. I'll give you a little hint. If you go online and search, there are PDF copies available of it online. Um, you know, that that was helpful for me. There were a couple days I left my book in point A and I was in point B and I needed to uh, do my reading and having that online PDF was helpful. Um, I do not have one to provide for you, but I, if you search online, uh, True Devotion to Mary and Marian Consecration PDF, you should be able to to find one. Um, if you have questions, is this it? Is this what it's supposed to be? Email me here at the station. Just go to ourcatholicradio.org and you can find our contact information. Uh, send it our way and we'll let you know, yeah, that's it. Or, or, or no, that's not it. But highly recommend it. And honestly, coinciding with the season of Lent, I mean, you'll finish your Marian consecration before Lent is concluded, but it would be a great way, a great way to kick off the season of Lent. Um, finally, one other bit of happy news this morning. I was able to take my normal drive up the hill into our parking lot today because the 
Snow here in St. Louis has been melting. It's been above freezing, and it's currently 38 degrees here at the studio outside, which is nice. But what does the rest of the day and week have in store? Well, I don't know, but I know who does know, and that's Mike Roberts. And luckily, he's got the weather and the saint of the day for us, so let's turn now to him. Yesterday, we had a high of 59 degrees. It won't be that warm, but we still make it into the 50s today under partly sunny skies, a high of around 52. Then tonight, a low of 25, mostly sunny, highs in the mid-40s on Thursday. Scattered showers on Friday, especially in the morning with a high of 55 degrees, but a cold front sweeps through Friday and leaves us with a chillier weekend. Mostly sunny, Saturday look for a high of 30, mostly sunny Sunday with a high of 38. Today is the feast day of St. Apollonia, who was a martyr. Born in Alexandria, Egypt in the second century, Apollonia was part of a Christian community that came under attack during a celebration of the founding of Rome. A local poet had predicted there would be a calamity caused by the followers of Christ. This prompted an Egyptian mob to rise and attack Christians in the community there. A Christian man and woman were seized and killed, houses destroyed, and then they turned on Apollonia, who was a deaconess. They beat her severely, knocking out all of her teeth, then threatened to burn her alive unless she denied Jesus Christ and her faith. Instead, she ran directly into the fire where she died. Apollonia is the patron saint of dentists. Saint Apollonia, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. One of the questions I'm often asked is, Adam, what do you listen to when you're not on the radio? And aside from listening to the great programs here on Covenant Network, I like to listen to a uh, few podcasts from time to time. And one of my favorites is the U.S. Grace Force podcast with Father Rick Heilman and Doug Berry both of whom have been on our show before, and it's always a joy to have one or both of them on. We're pleased to be joined by Father Rick Heilman all the way from Wisconsin, where I thought we had it cold here, but Father, I assume it's colder up there. And God love you for for being up with the people in Wisconsin and all the cold. Yeah, it's getting warmer, though, so we're surviving. Wonderful. Well, Father, we're about to start the season of Lent in just a few weeks. I mean, I, I was thinking about this yesterday, that I need to start thinking about what's my penance going to be, what's my prayer going to be, what's my almsgiving going to be for this season of Lent. And I was looking through my emails, and I, you know, my weekly, my Grace Force email came through, and it said, you have something unlocking the secret. And not only are you unlocking the secret, you're willing to share the secret. And so I want to start there. What is the secret that you want to share with our listeners as we get ready for the season of Lent? Let me say this first, Adam, and thanks for having me on. This is great. Um, but uh, let me say this first. is I think this Lent is extraordinary in the sense that this Lent comes on the back of two brutal years, and that's the way I've been putting it lately, you know, with the virus and everything, and then all the politics, and, I'm, and, and I've been calling out tyranny and all this stuff that we've been abused in a lot of ways. And, and so a lot of people... Uh, are looking for answers, and I am too, and I know you are. But, Adam, I, I believe this is the lesson I hope I'm learning through all this, is that I believe that this evil, and, and I call it demonic too, that kind of made its way in over the last two years, had an easy time of it. And the lesson I'm trying to learn from that, Adam, is that if that's true, 
that means we were weak. And what, what, what does that mean? And this is my assessment of what's going on, Adam, is I believe that I think we do religion well. And, uh, you know, I think I love all of our Catholic brothers and sisters. I think we do, we do religion pretty well. We want to make sure, you know, that we're going to church. And, and I think a lot of people, too, have learned that you want to keep your confessions tight, you know, maybe not go more than a month, try to pray a rosary. I think we do religion well. But this is what I'm seeing, Adam, in, in myself, and, and I think the vast majority of, again, these beautiful people, is that I think that uh, we have failed, and this is where we're weak, in getting truly intimate with God. And that's where I want us to go. And we can talk more about this, too, but as I have um, had a passion all my life, I, in my seminary days and all throughout my priesthood for spiritual direction, um, I have come to some understandings through all that, obviously, too, through my 33 years of priesthood. But then to find out that Father Ripiger and this team that he has now, uh, Libra Cristo, they've come to similar conclusions, too. And that is that we're called to draw ourselves as near as we possibly can get to the Lord, and in that place is where we find true peace. And so, Adam, this is what I want to spend Lent on. And so, you know, we can... We can um, fill that out as we talk about it that uh, during this hour, but uh, that that's where I'm coming from for this Lent. Well, Father, I want to go back to something you said at the beginning of all of this and, and tie it in to Father Ripiger. And for our listeners who aren't familiar with Father uh, Chad Ripiger, we play a, a few of his words every now and then on the show. He's someone I pay attention to when when he speaks, and, and I would encourage you to do the same. Um, he is an exorcist, and he deals with the demonic pretty much every day, and I do not. And so I want to pay attention when he speaks. But, Father, you said at the beginning that these past two years have just been brutal. Right. And that's something that I, I think, you know, when we look at tactics, if you want to if you want to advance on something, if, if, if you want to advance upon the enemy, well, what do you want to do? You want to get them to a place where they are shaken up, where they're not aware, right. where they're, they're, they're not at peak performance. Right. You know, I, I think of games of chess I play with my friend. I, I always do better when I can keep him on his toes. Right. And these past two years have really messed with our daily routines. They have uh, really thrown us off our, our, our balance, if, if you will. But why I bring this up, it's not like we're going to you as the guru. Father, Father Rick Heilman is not the no guru. guru. Uh, we're not looking <laughs> for a good way among many. We're looking for the truth. Right. And the truth is, this is more than just self-help or, right. um, you know, centering or fathers unlock the secret to peace. This is this is real stuff we're dealing with that the devil wants to drag us down and keep us from getting to heaven. So, Father, let's let's start with that. You have sent this out, unlocking the secret to peace. You you brought up Father Chad Ripiger. Um, you talk about the daily things that we should be doing. And and you say, to be clear, the practices Father Ripperger and you are referring to are not just some among many that a Catholic may pick and choose from. No, we are referring to the baseline best practices revealed by God through Mary and the saints. That makes these the most pleasing to God. So, Father, what are those baseline practices that we should all be doing every day? Well, it's a great question. And, you know, what we're talking about here, Adam, is like you say, baseline, but the 
the basic, or I call them the best practices of our Catholic faith. That you listen, I, I look at our I love the Catholic Church. I love the Catholic faith. Uh, just this morning during my sermon, I said it again because I say it so often. But you know, it's like opening a treasure chest and and looking at all these jewels, and and you just want to pick another one up and 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 just to cherish it. And so, so there is a rich tradition in our Catholic faith. Um, but what we're talking about here is the very basics of that, or the foundation, or the starting place uh, for practicing our faith. And it's the way, Adam, that the saints all prayed. I put it this way, too. It's the way our great-grandparents prayed. Um, it's the way they related to God. And we, we kind of lost that. Uh, over the and that's what I talk about too. I, I think we got caught vulnerable and weak. And I think if if anything, these last two years has revealed. And I wonder if it wasn't God's divine will uh, to just allow this to help us to understand that. Okay, you know, you're treading water here. Let's get you back to to what what I really want you to be doing. Okay, and so uh, you asked. For specifics here, let's start out with, you know, Catholics. We got to go to church. Okay, that's a basic thing, right? You, you can't. Uh, I think we've um, we become a culture, haven't we? Where uh, we can kind of pick and choose. Uh, I think too, we've gone through a period of time in our church where uh, we got told that, well, you know, let your conscience be your guide. Like, like our conscience has greater authority than God. You know. Uh, of course, the thing that was most used for was contraception, but, you know, and, and so from that, you can go to, you know, if it's contraception, well, then it's this, 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 and this, and that includes going to Mass, and you, you'll hear people going, well, you know, I don't have to prove my love to God, and He knows I love Him, you know, kind of thing like that, and and so we get out of what God loves the most, what God, what pleases God the most, and, and I'm saying it like that, you know, I'm saying it like that because when you're in love with God, you want to do it His way. And then, and I always say this scripture passage, too, that I love. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary, and find light burdensome, and you'll, you'll find rest for your soul. And then he says this, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. I'm going, wait a minute, carrying your cross? You know, standing up against the evil, you know, speaking up, that's easy. Well, it is. When you love someone, it's your utter joy. And, and you love making sacrifices for the one you love. That's what Jesus meant by my yoke is easy and my burden light. And so, so this is the place God wants us. He wants us in that place where, well, of course I go to church. I love that expression. Well, of course, of course, because uh, I love him. And, and he, he wants me to come and receive him body, blood, soul, and divinity in the, in the Holy Eucharist and to worship him with great awe and wonder and reverence. Then you, you go on to the other basic one is, you know, Go to confession, but but keep them tight. You know what I don't do anymore, speaking of confession? I don't do communal penance services anymore. And I love everything about communal penance services, but the one thing that got me stopped doing it is it conditioned us to go once, maybe twice a year. And, and I've been a priest for 33 years, and I've just watched this. And no, 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 no. we got to go at least once a month because... That keeps us disciplined. That keeps us in love. That keeps that grace strong. That keeps us from falling into that major sin. If we can come and just stay tight and clean, get cleaned up after you know just a, a few weeks. I go, you know, 
I have a confessional in my front uh, vestibule of my house here, Adam, and I invite anybody to come to confession. Well, every once in a while I get a priest to come that wants to come here, and I, I'm on the other side, and I go, uh, and when he's done, I go, Hey, can I go too far? So, <laughs> I get I get the pizza delivery confession. So <laughs> that's the that's how God's blessed me for putting together what I call my twenty four seven confessional. I get I get confession delivered, you know. But anyways, but uh, so I end up going, you know, maybe even uh, once a week or even less than that. Uh, but I want to do that because I just want to I just want to tidy up and and make sure it's it's all uh, nice and and clean for the for the guests that's coming here. Remember the story of Martha and Mary. You know, he was in the he was in their living room. The second person in the Holy Trinity. I want him in the in the room of my 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 heart, my soul, and so I want to I want to um, welcome him in the best way. So we're going to mass, non-negotiable. Yep. We're right. going to confession at least once a month, keeping things tidy so yep. that we can avoid, hopefully, God willing, uh, grave sin. What's yep. next? Yeah. So now again, I'm framing this as this is how the saints prayed. So there's, you know, there's all kinds of litanies and novenas and devotions. And so, you know, again, it's a treasure chest. But these are the ones that they just wouldn't let a day go by without doing. And so, and again, our great-grandparents prayed this way too. So let's go um, to start with the morning offering. We've got to get in that habit. There's the beautiful traditional prayer of morning offering. The one I do is very traditional. You actually kiss your um, scapular at one point during that short little prayer. It's just a little paragraph. And so I start the day out that way. Then the other one I incorporate to, and again, the saints, uh, great-grandparents, uh, is the Angelus. And and so 6 o'clock in the morning, 12 noon, and um, and 6 at night. And we, <laughs> I live next door to uh, church bells, and my walls shake when the bells go off. But we have the Angelus bells go off at those times. And and so I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, and, and if I miss 6 or 12 or 6 p.m., uh, I, you know, if it's 7 p.m., I go, oops, and so I'll do it then. But I, but I, I don't want to do that constantly. I want to be disciplined. See, what we're de- developing here is discipline so that God is always there. You know, and I want to stop here and just say these are vocal prayers, okay, and we don't want to get too pharisaical about this because we're we're having these readings uh, lately too about you know you got to do it this way and the rules and that that's not what we're talking about here okay uh, what we're talking about is God revealed these particular ones through Mary and the saints these are the ones that the saints always prayed and so I love you and I just I, I've been calling uh, God the Father Abba I've been calling him Dad. Yeah, because that's the modern translation of Abba. And, and so I, I'll say this every once in a while, Dad, are you proud of me? You know, how am I doing, Dad? You know, and, and so I talk to him like that. And, and that's what these prayers are about. You know, Dad, you revealed it, so Dad, I want to do it your way. And so these are the baseline um, ones. So, and then also you want to get that rosary in. And for families, you're going, when am I going to fit that in? I got to, well, get your family together. And do the rosary together. It's beautiful. Uh, you actually can get a plenary indulgence for doing a, a rosary with your family. And I love the rosary. I call it the umbilical cord. It gets us tied in with the Blessed Mother. You know, the Blessed Mother is such a great gift. There's a beautiful image of Mary where she comes to the uh, edge of heaven and meets us with our prayer. And she, she puts out a golden platter and she says, here, put it here. And then she dresses it up, fixes it up, and then 
she turns and walks over to the throne of God and says, do this for Father Rick, will you? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so she's just a beautiful gift for all of us. And I think uh, we have male figures in our Trinity, and that's awesome. But uh, to have that, that feminine, motherly, tender figure that's caring for us and pleading our cause, and I call her the defense attorney, you know, that's always sticking up for us. Uh, um, so you want to get close in. You please God so much when you're close into the Blessed Mother. So, so that's the other one. You want to pray grace at meals. And, you know, sometimes people are embarrassed in, in restaurants. Don't be. be. Be very proud, you know, and, and let people notice and go, wow, I guess there is a, such a thing as spiritual people. I mean, you don't want to do it to build your brand, but be okay with that. Get in the habit of praying grace at all your meals. Um, and then uh, the other is at the, when you end your day, just take like three minutes at the end of your day and, and just say, like I just said before, are you proud of me, Dad? In essence, that's what you're doing. You're, you're just doing an examination of conscience real quick. How did I do? Here's where I messed up. Okay, life is a classroom. I'm going to do better tomorrow. I messed up there. And, uh, and, and then what do, you, what do we got on tap tomorrow, God? But you just take that quick time before you go to bed. You just reflect a little bit. Um, so those are the vocal prayers that we call those. And those are the ones that he's revealed the most you know, and, and again, the ones the saints started with. You start with these. You can add the novenas and the litanies and all the devotions and that all you want, but you don't want to leapfrog over these to those. Get these going first and, right. and then add on from there. That's right. Well, Father, I, I want to pause here. Uh, we've been going for a bit. Let's stop here and take a break yeah. for our listeners. When we come back, friends, we're going to keep talking with Father Rick Heilman about uh, 90 Days to Peace. That's the next component of this as we get ready for the season of Lent and beyond. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. Well, we are back. We're talking today with Father Rick Heilman. And before the break, Father was so gracious to lay the foundation for us. And if you're just tuning in, here's the foundation of our prayer life, handed down to us from the Blessed Mother, the saints, our Lord, through the Church, and and as Father said, how our grandparents and great-grandparents used to pray. Right. Number one, go to Mass, non-negotiable. Number two, confession, at least once a month. Three, the prayers we should be praying every day, the morning offering, the Angelus, the daily rosary, grace before meals. And then at the end of the day, you know, take about three minutes to do that examination of conscience. Now, Father, these are all well and good, but I want to go into the next thing you wrote about. And and when we spoke to set up this interview, uh, what we kind of talked about is really the key to all of this, is this is not, again— just something like getting on the exercise bike or going to the, the weights at the gym that if you do uh, 10 reps, you know, three sets of 10 right. reps every day, this is going to happen, and you don't have to think about it. You know, when you right. go to the gym and lift weights, you just lift. Now, right. we could pray these prayers every day without thinking about it, without going any deeper than that. And I suppose, you know, that would still affect some good, but if we really want to go and build upon this foundation We've got to go deep into our head and deep into our heart. Yes. And, and that's the message you want to bring for this season of Lent. Yeah, so I wanted to cover the vocal prayers first. And I, I'll bet you money that a lot of listeners are going, well, I do those, you know, and, and a lot of us do. And maybe not as disciplined as we should, so that's a key thing here. We want to take this time to get disciplined in this, you know, not some, some days and some the other day. So that's the key with these. And again, these are the baseline vocal prayers that that God uh, is, I say, most pleased because he has revealed these through 
Mary and the saints, and it's the way that the saints prayed. Okay, so we got that. Now, here's what we're doing that is very, very key during Lent. We're going to a place where I believe a lot of people haven't gone, and that is we're going to be praying what's called mental prayer. And every saint became a saint because they got into or they were diligent with what's called mental prayer. Now, what is mental prayer? Here's the way I put it. Think of the scene of Martha and Mary. The second person, the Holy Trinity, is in the living room, okay? Now, Martha is over in the kitchen, and, you know, okay, we got a guest, and we got, let's do a little appetizer, and, you know, and i got to get ready because I'm hospitality. And noble, very noble. Yeah, not you know, not the, a bad want, thing. Not right? a bad thing, right. But what, what's going on? The second person of the Holy Trinity is in their home. And so Mary is like, she gets that. So she gets as close as she can appropriately get. She's at the feet of Jesus. She's staring into his eyes. She's hanging on his every word. I mean, she's like frozen because she's in such awe of being in the presence of of the second person of the Holy Trinity. It's a big deal for her. She stops. And then all of a sudden you hear Martha go, Hey, can you tell Mary to help me over here? And then what does Jesus say to her? Martha, Martha, and everybody listen to this, you're anxious and upset about many things. What is he pointing to? Let's stop there and talk about the last two years again. We're anxious and upset about many things. The other image I'll use, too, is, is the storm. And Jesus is walking on water toward them in the storm. And, and, and Peter's like, well, if you, you tell me, Lord, and it gets out of the boat. Peter's walking on the water in the storm. But then what happens? Peter takes his laser-focused eyes off of the Lord, starts putting his eyes on the storm, and then he starts to sink. What's the message there? Okay, that we need to keep that focus on the Lord, and even when we face the storms of our lives, we won't be as anxious and upset about many things that Jesus was pointing to Martha about. And then he says about Mary, he, he says that Mary has chosen the better part or the good part, but Mary has chosen the unum necessarium in Latin, the one thing necessary. That's how I want to bring this home, Adam, is that I believe we've been missing the one thing necessary, the unum necessarium. I want to make T-shirts, the unum necessarium T-shirts. We've been missing the one thing necessary. Have we been stopping? That's what mental prayer is all about. It starts out with this ancient introductory prayer. Again, it's like two or three sentences. And then it closes with another uh, beautiful closing ancient prayer, two or three sentences. But the middle part is just, I, I like how the words silent and listen are use the same letters. But, but that's what we're doing. And, and I tell people, set aside 15 minutes. You can go longer if you want, but you gotta, you got to do at least 15 minutes where you're doing the merry thing, where you're at his feet, where you're just making that divine connection and you're communicating. But what do you want to tell him? You know, what, what, what's on your heart right now? And, 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 then, and then stop and just listen and let him speak to your heart during that time. 
You see what I'm saying here, Adam? Is I think we're doing religion pretty well. I think we're checking the boxes. I think we're fulfilling the job description pretty well. But what you know, and let me stop with job description. I think what happens is there then we have that kind of cold and personal relationship that we have maybe with our boss. You know, where, okay, I, I got the duties that I got to fulfill in order to get the payment. Well, what's the payment? Well, good luck. All right. You know, or you know, maybe uh, I think if I do this, then he won't club me over the head or the devil won't get me. Now, you know, that we shouldn't do it for those reasons. We should do it because we love him, okay? We love him. Let me end by saying this. The, the, my sermon this morning, because that just popped in my head, was me saying, you know, I, I, I used to be really involved with the Charismatic Renewal, and I'm going to get back in. But, but here's why I, I kind of left, because all these self-proclaimed prophets emerged, and they were receiving from the Holy Spirit, and, and then dictating to everyone else what the Holy Spirit wants them to do. And I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know? But then let's look at traditionalism. I just got done talking about the Catholic Church is awesome. It's a treasure chest and the Bible's. But some traditionalists are like, well, you, you don't, your mass is worse than our mass, and you're a heretic. And I'm like, I, I, I want to, that's, see, that's repugnant. But what happens when we get at the feet of our Lord is that all just melts away. And all we want to do is, like I said before, Daddy, are you proud of me? Dad, or Jesus, my brother, you know, what, what can I do? Because I love you. I, you know, when you fall in love with someone, you're just like beside yourself. You get, you take yourself out, and you put yourself to that person that you're in love with, and you're going, it is not about me. It's about you. What, what can I do? And again, and not because I'm going to lose my wages because I'm not filling the job description, right? No, it's love. And so you, you get excited. That's why, too, uh, Adam, we're ending at the Feast of the Visitation. <laughs> and think about that. Elizabeth's like, how is it that the mother of my Lord is here? And then John the Baptist leaps in, his, in her womb. And then Mary's like, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. You know? They're just so, they're beside themselves. They're just so in love with the Lord that all they want to do is what the Lord wants them to do. But when we're doing the job description thing, we're like, well, you know, I don't really have to prove my love for him. You know, and, see what I'm saying? And I'm out here in the kitchen making appetizers for the the guests that's over there in the living room. I don't know if I'm making any sense. No, right no, now, you know, but, Father, I was, you're, you're making great sense because I was yeah. thinking about this this week. It, you know, my wife's birthday is today, and I was telling the Aww. kids yesterday that, you know, when we get home, because she worked yesterday, when we get home, we're going to make sure we clean up the dining room table really well and underneath it, and, and we're going to clean up the living room so that on Mommy's birthday, she can just enjoy the day. She doesn't have Aww. to be running around and picking up all of these things. And I think and that's it, not hard, though, right, because right. you just love doing it. And, and, and they said, oh, Dad, why do you always make us clean? I said, listen, this time it's not about the wrath of Dad. It, it's about you love right. your mom, right? And they're like, right. oh, yeah, we love Mommy. So this is the best, trust me, this is the best birthday present you can get her. And we're going to, you know, we've got gifts for her, too. Yeah. But having it so that she doesn't have to be anxious about these things and can just enjoy right. being with those she loves, it's a great thing. Now, Father, I have to interrupt you here because you said we're going till the Feast of the Visitation with this, but we haven't told our listeners specifically what this is. It's, it's been right. like a big tease. So yeah. starting with Lent... Yes. You have 90 days to peace, and the whole point is to do this, to, to go into this mental prayer and, and really yes. build upon all these foundational practices. So yeah, what so specifically what I do developed, we have going on? Yep, so I am a, I'm a nuts and bolts person. I don't want to 
herd cats, you know, as they say. I'm a nuts and bolts. So I said, you know what, let's make this easy peasy. And so what I did, Adam, is I put together, and I worked on this for the last five months, but I put together, and I made it really beautiful, but a journal. And I call it the Peace Through Strength Prayer Journal. And it, it's leather, and it's got the gold inlay, and it's got the gold pages. Because I, you know, I, I think this is a big deal, and I want this to, I don't want it just to be another journal that you might want to think about. No, no, no. We learned from the last two years that we were doing religion and we were Martha out in the kitchen. We got to get at the feet of Jesus. That's what we're doing. And so this is big. Adam, I've been calling this the culmination of my priesthood because I, I, I feel like I've been beating around the bush. We all have. And I feel like this is getting us exactly where we need to be. So we start the date. I counted the days, and it's amazing. Uh, Ash Wednesday is March 2nd, so if you start counting the day after Ash Wednesday, 90 days out, you land on May 30th, which is the day before the Feast of the Visitation. So uh, you have Ash Wednesday and the Feast of the Visitation are the bread of the sandwich, and then our 90 days is the meat. And so, and we already have thousands and thousands of people geared up for this. Um, you can get your journal at RomanCatholicGear.com. They carry my stuff. But it's just beautiful. And every that's what we're doing right now is we're just getting ready. And when you get your journal, you can read the introduction. I got a little preface introduction on how the, how the journal works. And it, it makes it all crystal clear what we're doing here um, with that first part. So you can do that up. But I tell people half-jokingly, I say, don't cheat. Yeah, we've got to start together at March 3rd. And then what we're going to be doing is just, like I say, we're going to do the merry thing. And I have a little checkbox, too, every day of taking care of those things like morning prayer and, and the Angelus. And it's only four things. Uh, what is it? The morning prayer, the Angelus, rosary, and bedtime prayers. And uh, those are the ones for sure. But there's others. You know, you want to go to confession. You want to go to Mass. You want to pray your uh, grace before meals. You know, there's those two. But, you know, just make sure we get these in a habit, those four that I just mentioned. But then we're going to make sure that we stop. And we start with 15 minutes. People can go longer if they want, but I do recommend nothing less than 15 minutes because we just need to settle down in our lives. It takes a little bit to do that. And, and to just get in that quiet, you know, um, uh, solitude with our Lord. And so, so that's what we're doing. Is And, and so we're going to be doing mental prayer, which... Unfortunately, very few of us have been taught or encouraged to do in our Catholic faith over all these years. We've got the vocal prayers uh, taught to us, but not so much the stopping and doing the merry thing. Uh, so, uh, and the other thing that I encourage too in there is adoration. You know, and and I say if you can't get uh, to a scheduled time for adoration, just come a little earlier, stay a little late. Uh, for Mass. The tabernacle's right there. It's beautiful if we can have our Lord exposed in the monstrance, but, but our Lord is still there in the tabernacle. And our great-grandparents, you know what they used to do? They couldn't go by a church without stopping in for a chapel visit. So see, they knew all this stuff. We lost it. The other thing I encourage, too, is fasting. Fasting gives the underdog the victory. You know, add that in, wherever the Lord is calling you to do that. See, these are the basics. This is the basic protocol. And again, these are the things that Father Ripiger and the Liber Christo, Liber Christo means freedom through Christ, uh, have come to understand, heals all that Martha upset and anxious about everything. You know, people come to Father Ripiger and his team, and they're going, geez, it's, you know, my, my anxiety is so high, I feel like I'm being 
demonically tormented. What's going on here? And they'll get them into this discipline of this baseline protocol, and it heals like 80% of them, he said, uh, just through that, because they're getting close into the Lord. And I like to say it's also the place where the devil fears to tread. If you're tight into the Lord, you know, if you've got his arms around you, and you're, do, you know, you're, you're trying to have that intimate, real love relationship with the Lord, not a, oh, yeah, I love the Lord, kind of Martha kind of thing. No, you're, you're locked in, you're in love. It's, the devil just won't go there, you know. Well, but, exactly. But, I mean, I think, I think of my kids sitting on my lap when, you know, they've got a special treat, you know, maybe they got a cookie or something like that. They're worried that that sibling's going to take the cookie from them. They right. know that if they draw close to daddy, great that, that, image. Cookie, that cookie is safe. That's a great <laughs> image. Yep, that's exactly it. And so it's a place to, you just feel safe because when, when your kid is in, in your lap, the kid's like, nothing can touch me, you know, because dad's got me. And that's that's what God the Father wants, too, is is to have us in that place. But we can choose to be away. And and anything away is the devil's realm. You know, you're, either you're in the Father's arms because you're choosing, uh, and you're accepting his call to be in his arms, or the only other place you are is out where the devil is so he can easily manipulate you or torment you. And unfortunately, Adam, we see a lot of people who are manipulated by the devil. In other words, they're, they're easy pickings for his lies, right? I mean, look what's being you know thrown into our culture right now. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, because when you're separated from God like that, it's like, you know, you believe... Uh, just about anything the devil throws at you, and that's where we are right now. And we, and again, this is what I learned from from the last two years. Uh, we were easy pickings. We were vulnerable. We were, you know, and the devil just waltzed in and took over and said, "Sit down and shut up." Well, Father, we could go on all day, and that would be a privilege. I would love to go on all day talking with you about this and many things. Unfortunately, we are against the constraints of right. time here. So, friends, the the mission is, it, we've talked about a lot, but it's it's indeed very simple. Have the foundation, again, go to Mass, go to Confession, Morning Offering, Angelus, Daily Rosary, pray grace before meals, and do an examination of conscience at the end of the day before you go to bed. Build upon yep. that with mental prayer. As Father Heilman uh, says in his email, quoting St. Francis de Sales, cor ad cor loquitur, heart yeah. speaks to heart. Get your heart in tune and in That's touch right. With it's meant to Lord. be accessible to a seven-year-old. It, it is. So, yeah. but we just haven't been uh, pushing it and or making people aware of it. So, I, I'm so excited, Adam. I am too. I, I've, I've already I, ordered my journal. Nice, and it's on the way. They're so beautiful. <laughs> well, Father Rick Heilman, I want to thank you for being with All us right. again, friends. If you want to get your peace through strength. Uh, did I say that correctly here, Father? Yeah, peace through strength. Peace through prayer strength journal. journal. Prayer journal. RomanCatholicGear.com. By the way, I, I have to say I have one of Father Heilman's rosaries. Oh yeah, I keep my it in my pocket rosary. every day, and it's the rosary I use when I pray for you, our listeners. Um, you know, it's I, based on a World War One military rosary that, uh, issued by the government, so it's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's the rosary I carry. Here. Father, yeah. Father, could I ask you to close our time together with a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Friends, you're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. We've got a little bit more to get to today. Stay tuned.
Well, buckle up, friends, because it is a heavy-hitting week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, but I can't get enough. I love this topic. We're talking about marriage. We're talking about sacrificial love. It's a new day, and Patty Schneier, bring it on. I'm ready. <laughs> well, yesterday was kind of heavy. I was talking about ways that men and women sacrifice perhaps a little bit differently sometimes in marriage. We're talking about marriage this week. And I just threw out the question, you know, how can I best love you tonight? How can I best love you today? Maybe, you know, you could ask that of each other, and maybe it might be just pick up the kids for me or drop this off at the cleaners or could you just run this errand? Those things are really important, but it is a way to that little question, how can I best love you to sacrifice for each other? All right, that was yesterday. But today is another really important thing to do in marriage. Sometimes you have to ask the difficult questions for the sake of your marriage. What are you willing to sacrifice for the sake of your marriage in order to love your spouse rightly? And I'm going to throw out some tough questions, but especially if you're having a little bit of trouble in your marriage, you got to ask these questions. Are you willing to sacrifice your use of contraception in order to love your spouse freely, faithfully, totally, and fruitfully? Will you sacrifice switching jobs if you work too many weekends or work out of town too much? Will you be willing to sacrifice to maybe move to a smaller house or to a different zip code if your spouse wants to switch jobs and maybe be a full-time stay-at-home parent? Will you sacrifice your pride if you need to go to marriage counseling? Will you sacrifice your pride and go to confession for the first time in a long time if you haven't done that? Will you sacrifice your time to read Catholic marriage books or learn about the theology of the body? Will you sacrifice your schedule so that you can eat more dinners together as a family or that you can go to Mass together as a family? Will you sacrifice your time on the couch so that you can pray with your spouse and children? I just throw these questions out. Sometimes you got to ask the tough questions. What are you willing to sacrifice for the sake of your marriage? Pick one or two of those today. Talk about that with your spouse this week. All right. Well, the challenge continues, and we are going to grow so much if we rise to this occasion. Patty Schneier, thank you for being with us today. You know, there's been a lot a lot to digest this morning between everything Father Heilman shared with us, uh, the Daily Dose of Encouragement, a couple of takeaways on today's show that I want to make sure we're, we're very abundantly clear about. Um, number one, both Father and Patty uh, brought up contraception, and, and I want to be abundantly clear about this. As Catholics, uh, it, it, we, we don't believe in it. We don't. It, it's just as simple as that. I know the world throws it at us left and right, but we're called to more. And, um, you know, it really is, it's a non-negotiable. So let's be, let's be very clear about that. It's difficult. You know, that's a very difficult thing for, for us to live sometimes, those of us who are married. Um, and I don't want to downplay that. I don't want to make it sound like it's always a walk in the park, but there's a reason it's a non-negotiable. And, you know, it, one thing I've often wondered, I've, I've was born in 1983, you know, so um, I'm going to be 39 years old in a week and a half, and I have not lived in a world since before uh, the Cultural Revolution of the 1960s. I don't know what it was like before that, but I see how that mentality, that contraceptive mentality has wreaked havoc on our culture, and um, I think a lot of the problems 
that we face. We, we've kind of brought upon ourselves with that mentality. So that's number one. Number two, um, we've hammered it a lot today. The, the negotiables are, are the non-negotiables, you know, mass, confession, rosary, angelus, morning offering, grace before and after meals. I have a little practical tip for you. Go to the go to the craft store, go to the office supply store, go to whatever store. You can get a little document frame. It doesn't have to be a nice one. It can be a little uh, cheap frame, inexpensive with a plastic cover. Print out in a nice font grace before and after meals. It doesn't have to be large, but especially if you have kids in the house. This is very helpful for us to have it printed out and on the wall of our dining room. Why? Because when we have it printed out and on the wall of our dining room, we can all just turn towards it. Not, you know, because let's turn towards the wall, although we have a crucifix where we have the prayer um, in our in our front room, and it helps orient our posture. That's great. But the kids, they need help sometimes. They need the words or have little handouts. You know, maybe if you have access to a laminating machine, print them and make little placemats. I love when the kids color pictures and then we get them laminated or you get those sticky sheets you can put them in. Uh, yeah, again, at the office supply store, um, you can do all this at home. Have them on the table. Sometimes the easiest way to overcome not doing those daily tasks is to have them somewhere convenient you know oh i'm supposed to pray before and after meals i'm supposed to pray this in the morning but i always forget to well if you forget to pray the morning offering put the morning offering next to the bathroom mirror so when you're done brushing your teeth you can pray the morning offering let's pray in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen all glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen saint joseph terror of demons Pray for us in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's a a hard life, this Christian life, but we want to go to heaven, and the reward of heaven will far outshine all of the difficulties and outweigh all of the comforts that the world tries to offer us. So let us hold fast to our mission of getting to heaven. I'm Adam Wright. You've been listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Let's pray for that grace we need to get there. Pray your rosary today.